Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. exactly what the uh, people in the Starfield are going to be called, I guess, Explorers. But mm-hmm. uh, welcome, Explorers. I think I think maybe that's what we'll call everybody. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to the Starfield Lorecast. This is your host, Tom or Robots, and I am here with my co-host, Dave Chaffins. Dave, how's it going, buddy? It's going very well. Uh, I think this is a good, like, there's a good brainstorm that could be said about, like, Wastelanders is good for Fallout. What's the Elder mm-hmm. Scrolls one? Yeah, I call them adventurers. Yeah. 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 Um, pioneers is, like, a little too general. Mm-hmm. Explorers, mm-hmm. I guess, is more. Colonists colonizing the the galaxy what's up colonizers <laughs> what's up that's got some bad overtones yeah <laughs> uh, but welcome back everybody we we'll, we'll call them explorers for now i'm sure there's going to be a name you know every, there's always something bethesda always has some sort of title right um hmm. but welcome back we are we are live we're doing this live on a friday as, as we normally do and welcome to our chat um we've got jay lonnie and tone crusher in northern georgia man uh and i'm sure a few other people would be popping in and we kind of don't have a regular time slot for these yet because we don't have a regular cadence. So we don't have a regular weekly show, but we do have some more information to share with you guys. And this is, of course, the podcast right now where we're sharing whatever information we get and especially when it comes to any secrets and extra info. So today's episode, Dave will be taking us on a tour of some of the locations and some of the info that we have about some of the uh, some of the cities and some of the inhabited places in the galaxy and i will be covering on the second half of this episode some of the other details that the community has uncovered among the uh, some of the images and some of the um some of the trailers they've they've dug a little bit deeper and so there's some exciting things that have been uncovered so stay tuned for all of those fun details and uh, i just want to remind everybody that this is all very preliminary stuff we're just giving you the bits of details that we have right now until we get more official content. So make sure that you subscribe to the, to this feed, wherever you're listening and um, stay tuned for when we actually turn this into a regular weekly podcast, which should be around the time of E3, which is, I'm assuming is going to be when we get more actual regular drops of information in June. And then of course, when the game is released in November, 
when we can actually play it. And then Dave and I will be regularly diving into the lore and bringing you guys actual weekly episodes in order to get you all the facts and all the details that we can get. But Dave, where are we starting out today? Where, where does our tour take us? Well, I first uh, first order of business, I think, is um, to let to let everyone know that it doesn't matter what um, Bethesda decides to call the fans of Starfield. I'm going to call our fans the shooting stars. <laughs> I'm going to be like, what's up, you shooting stars? Welcome Wonderful. to Starfield Lorecast. Wonderful. Uh, today, uh, I'm going to be your tour guide. I'm going to take you around a few different spots in the galaxy. Um, I've in engendered some information and some discussion from a uh, essentially 40 second videos that uh, Bethesda put out about three different locations. Um, and so I'm going to be kind of kind of rolling this through one of those. Imagine you're on a, you're on a cruise liner, but it's in space, a space and, liner, uh, a space liner. Um, a that's space also cruise? Sp- space trucker. Um, we're going to be, we're going to be going around and I, I have my, um, my assistant here. This is, this is, um, uh, it's the Starfield version of <laughs> a. This is a Star Lorian, and I'm gonna put him in my pocket right here. He's gonna he's gonna hang out here. Um, a, a Boba Fett. Uh, no, no, we can't no, say that on this show. We can't say that. Though we yeah. are going to. Uh, I'm gonna a make fo- some, a Phoba bet. A Phoba bet. This is Phoba bet. Um, it's you know one of the quest lines in uh, for our shooting stars. Anyways, the point. I, the reason I bring Boba Fett is uh, Wait, no, no. Phoba, Phoba Bet. We can't say that other one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, George. We're gonna I'm get sorry, sued Walt. by Disney. Uh, I'm sorry, Kathleen Kennedy, J.J. Abrams. Um, the reason I bring uh, Phoba Bet here today is I'm going to make some comparisons. Really, um, I think that is is kind of a given, given how early the footage of the game we're seeing is, and how we don't really like have anything to like. We haven't seen gameplay we've seen some in-engine footage of pretty much like a spaceship on a moon right uh-huh. i have assumed it's a moon. it's very it's very desolate um so we haven't we don't have much of a comparison except for the concept art itself and existing um sci-fi and, and space fantasy opera media that's out there uh so let's let's cruise on down to our first uh little location here and we're gonna i want to talk to you about new atlantis so in the video, it talks about New Atlantis being the capital of the United Colonies, uh, which is the most powerful military and political faction in the game. Uh, they say that it's a melting pot city, and they say that it's going to be a true reflection of the future of our world. Um, I think that's pretty optimistic as somebody who's a pessimist. I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, so I wanted to take us down. Oftentimes when, when you have a city like um, New Amsterdam, New York, New Orleans, you, you have some allusion to like what came before um, and they called the city New Atlanta. So I thought it would be good to kind of go back and talk about the old Atlantis and what that meant. And I know, Tom, I'm mm-hmm. going to, I'm going to lean on you for this because I know mm-hmm. that you like philosophy. You like, you know, kind of that uh, mythology. What is Atlantis? Atlanta, well, the uh, mythical island, uh, I guess, nation slash people who sunk below the sea because they came across uh, technology and were too powerful for their own good and uh, destroyed themselves. Um, but this, a lot of people don't know that Plato actually wrote about Atlantis, uh, the philosopher. Um, and that he got his information from historical sources that he claimed were somehow 
legitimate and ancient even in are, his day are you telling me plato had fake news is that what you're telling i mean me? uh, he i mean think about it you go two thousand years back to plus two thousand few hundred years back to the time of plato and he's you know reading scrolls and books and things in a library in greece somewhere and who knows where that information came from right um but there's no peer review there's no peer review right like he's he's going like oh, i got some of this stuff from e- egypt and egypt is now thousands of years before that and you know who who knows but um but yeah i mean the idea that like you're going to name a colony after a failed ancient slash futuristic civilization that failed and sunk below the sea that doesn't that seems kind of foreboding yeah and it's interesting because it seems like that the united colonies is a republic uh just from the basis of calling it Atlantis, because I think that was one of the main uh, tales of Atlantis was that it was a republic government and it was kind of like a a um, a frame for how like a, a fantasy frame for how governments would work in, in the current. Um, well, I guess for for Plato, the current era. Yeah. Yeah. There was uh, it was something run by the people and not by a, a king. So. <sighs> I, I, I do think that they should call it found Atlantis instead of new Atlantis and just be like, we found it. The lost city of Atlantis. We found it. It's here. It was out in space the whole time. It was in space the whole time. Um, what uh, going around kind of the concept art that they had showed, um, you have done the cyberpunk lore cast in the past and, 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 and like that cyberpunky kind of feel, um, and if, if I'm correct, cyberpunk is kind of like a future where capitalism is so prevalent that it corrupts and undermines a lot of the current um, systems in place and changes the world to make it more um, in ways better, in ways, in a lot of ways worse, like technologically invested. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, it's just dystopic. And I apologize for my dog. It's well, this is what happens when we do podcasts during the day. The neighbor dog comes out and my dog decides to bark at it because loud dog will loud and uh, nobody else is here to keep it quiet. So I apologize for that. Um, yeah, cyberpunk is very dystop- dystopic. Uh, high technology, low quality of life. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. So my pitch is that it doesn't look like a cyberpunky city. Um, there's this kind of prevalent, um, really since the nineties, um, has, has kind of been like pumping into, uh, prevalence in uh, a lot of art and, and some, uh, different media is the idea of solar punk, which is a combination of kind of the, mm, uh, nature and technology living in unison and kind of coming together to make a new future. So it is, there is a, f- a fantastical element to that sci-fi theme, but it's a combination of uh, natural processes with, um, with, with features. Like if you've ever been to Epcot, I think that they are solar punk um, uh, Epcot in Disney world in Orlando. If you, you've seen the picture of like the geodesic dome, a lot of the, the, the architecture there, I feel like that that is more in line with what they're trying to do with new Atlantis um, uh, from looking at the concept art and comparing it to something that we, that we actually know. I'm not trying to say that we're going to Epcot and Starfield. That's not what I'm saying. And I'm sorry, Walt Disney, I, me and Phoba bet may drinks around the world. Yeah, drinks around. <laughs> that's yeah. that's one of their Germany. best events. 
<laughs> yeah, all the all the nations are there, so you can go and get your your souvenirs from uh from you can go get your uh, margaritas in Mexico and your uh, October festivals yeah. in Canada yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Uh, but the, I'm talking about the front part of Epcot, not necessarily the, the countries. The front part is like very like, like uh, STEM and science based. Right, um, right, right. And, and uh, that's a more sustainable kind of future. I mean, that, that's the that would be more of an ideal of where we would hopefully be headed. It doesn't actually match where we're going based on actual data. But if we want a sustainable, happy future for ourselves, then something like a solar punk future would would be nice. You know, like let's use solar energy because that's extremely sustainable. Who knew we've got this gigantic energy generator floating around out there in space that's creating all the energy we ever could use. Why don't we just use it? And, you know, so you're saying New Atlantis seems to be this idealized kind of city, something based around at least the best version of what we know for creation of energy, for political structure, for those kinds of things, right? Right. If, if you watch um, old, like the, the Star Wars prequels, um, Coruscant, which is the kind of the capital world of the galaxy or whatever, there's d- different levels to it. But for a lot, most of the time they spin on the upper level of it, which is kind of in that same vein where everything's very sleek. Everything's very, very modern. There's, there's nature, there's parks, there's like, there's things going on that are not so like, grounded in like like for example uh earth on the expanse is very um is very solar punk in that in that aspect like there's right. not or at a least the nice of, the nice place the nice the parts. nice places that they right. show all the politicians yes <laughs> yeah right 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 <laughs> not the not the dirty slum parts but yeah i, I get where right. you're going okay yeah. anything else we need to know about new atlantis anything else you can tell from it uh, and, and nothing really. Um, I, I, I went, I turned on, you know, I have the magnifying glass on my head where I, if I, <laughs> I'm, I'm like the guy in the show Phoba bet that has the little eye. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and I like zoomed in on a bunch of stuff and I didn't catch any, I didn't catch any weirdness. Um, okay. I just saw that the, the spaceship for constellation was there, but I figured that's just like the player place. You know, it seems too good to be true. It seems like, this might be the kind of place where on the outside it looks all all nice like oh great republic governments the people probably have control through voting and representation um sustainable science and energy but seedy underbelly political probably oppression of some sort of some sort yeah uh yeah so, okay. All right. Let's, uh, let's move the star, uh, the star cruise, the, uh, the galaxy star liner here. Let's move it over to Aquila city. Uh, Aquila city in the video, they say is, is, a, um, a settlement for the free star collective. Uh, they say that in Aquila city, they really respect personal freedom. Um, it's kind of like sacred to them in this city. Hmm. It's actually walled on the outside and they're trying to protect the city from these things called the Ashta, which are a crossbreed between a, vol- a velociraptor and a wolf. A wolf. A velociwolf. A velociwolf or a, 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 a wolf raptor. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. Okay. I, so that's, I, that's as far as I got it too. I don't know. Just looking at the concept art, um, this looks like, imagine if Tatooine was in like Colorado. 
so like (laughs) sand and mountains yeah like rocky mountain Tatooine. um like uh, kind of this this settlement that has you know when you think about Tatooine, you think about a lot of like ramshackle buildings kind of put together you think about these like draperies that that hang off the side of stuff that blow in the wind um it it, it kind of like if if Tatooine were in like a nepal or um or or that area it, it it is reminiscent, I think, most of that. I'm trying to think of other things that have these kinds of cities, but a lot of like space westerns, which the most prominent space western would be um, uh, Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> exactly. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. So it, it brings up the point where you have New Atlantis, which we inferred is, is kind of this city of, of rules and of it's all, everything's very put together everything there's like a good presentation here mm-hmm. to the city that's kind of saying okay we don't need rules uh we're just gonna you know we're, we're all a bunch of hippy dippy folks and we're gonna sit out here and 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 be free from everything um mm-hmm. and it is so a this is like action. burning man in space yeah yeah, <laughs> that's what that's where we are. I now. think like a I think like a tamer burning man. Okay, um, at burning man in space. Uh, my question is, how do you think money will work between these entities? Like, is it, there's a problem in Star Wars of of there's Republic credits. There's a lot. I forgot what the other forms of money are, but like people won't accept. And it's the same in fall of mm-hmm. Vegas. Like people mm-hmm. are like, Oh, I only, only deal in NCR box or in Legion box, you know, or sure. Dwight Schrute box where, you know, <laughs> Dogecoin. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a good question. Um, I think that there's probably, I think it's probably similar in that if you are under a certain faction, then that currency works. But outside of that, you have to deal with bartering and trade. And maybe there are places you can go to transition your currency from one thing to another. And Mm -hmm. the further you are on the outskirts of the galaxy, the harder it is to deal with that stuff because the more of a monopoly, the current, uh, whoever the local, powers that be are have jurisdiction over what the going trade rate is you know so like if you're in the center of the galaxy there's probably some sort of um what's the what's the word for it there's there's like an actual um like if you went to the airport locally and i went to my airport locally and we both looked up the current trade rate from the US to the UK, we would probably see the same number or the same number within like a fraction of a percent. Right. Right. Because it's standardized and it's it's like managed through global, you know, management and international mm. whatever. Right. Um, but in their systems, if you're in the center of the the systems, that's probably how it works. But as you get further and further to the outskirts, there's no governing body that's going to manage that. So like if you're out in Aquila city, then it probably just depends on whoever's in charge. So if you come in with a bunch of, I don't know, newest Atlantis, new Atlantis bucks, or, or I guess it would be United colonies, uh, you know, credits yeah uh-huh. and they're like well these aren't worth anything out here so and you're like well i've only got five thousand united colonies credits they're like okay well we'll give you three space bucks for it <laughs> you know they're like that's 
that's the best rate you can get. So that's just what you have to go with. I think I think that makes sense to me. Um, and I'm curious. I'm curious if that will be the case or they will just say, OK, like lore wise, that might make sense. But also, like, here's just like the money system for the game. There's just because a flat currency and just everywhere. Like, yeah. Yeah. You have this many like know, bottle caps. It's yeah. just accepted everywhere. That kind of thing. Essentially. Um, the, the other thing about Achilles city is they mentioned these walls that are protecting from the raptor wolves or Velosa wolves or whatever. Um, my question, I guess is obviously they want you to like, you're going to fight one of those Velosa wolves. Like mm-hmm. if, you know, if they show you a gun in the first act, it's going to fire in the second. How far out do you think exploration is going to occur from these settlements? They're talking about the settlements in these different cities, but oh, yeah. how big, how big is the area which they reside? So is it going to be more along the things of like um, outer worlds where they have, um, they have like a map and here's the settlement and then here's kind of the outskirts of the settlement and you're going around and kind of exploring outside, but it's kind of a fixed area or is it something like a uh, no man's sky or um a star citizen where there's like full planets and they're not, I don't expect the planet to be like, so gosh, darn detailed, you know, in every little custom thing, as opposed to a game like outer worlds where it's like, okay, we have this set here, this set there. Um, what what do you, what do you think is going to be their plan? Just, we don't know any, we don't have any insight, but what do you think that would be like? That's a good question because in something like fallout or Skyrim or whatever, you, you just have a flat map. So you leave white run, and you head off in any direction and eventually you could land in another city but there's no way to walk from Achilla city to new atlantis right right because you're on you know orbs <laughs> you're right. on individual little balls so uh and and unless Achilla city is on say a meteor <laughs> where when is, and the meteor is like two square miles where you can just walk <laughs> around it like it you know if you're if it's on a moon or even bigger a planet like you're not going to model planet sized areas to walk around. So I, I would assume that each city probably has an explorable zone around it. That is within the scale of a dungeon. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. That's one of the things that I, I wasn't super hot on about outer worlds is that the explorability of the zones wasn't that high. It didn't feel like going out and exploring the world was all that useful. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's one of the things I like the most about playing other Bethesda games is that you could just pick a direction and wander and you could spend. I mean, heck, you could just avoid the main quest. You could just go off and just explore crap and just wander around. And so this leads to the question of like pilotable craft. Like, could you just pilot around? Could you just find a killer city, pilot around like No Man's Sky, sort of, and just find places around whatever body that's on, whether it's a moon or a planet, and then quickly just shoot off to the, whatever the next nearest moon or planet is, pilot around that, find other places to go, and then shoot off to something else um, rather right. than walking um, and then maybe the zones are scaled for the use of craft rather than the use of running around. Right. Um, I don't, I'd say, I don't know the answer to that. That's, that's a really I, good I'm, question. I'm curious. Uh, I think that you can't have a game called Starfield where it's 
you know, it, the resources seem very based around your ship and your spacesuit and not have space be explorable to the level that Fallout and, and Skyrim, where it is like that, I think will be your flat map where it is like, there's a bunch of encounters. There's probably like big, like there's big planets and there's probably smaller planets. Like we saw in the trailer where it's just like a, like, and this is speculation. I have, I have no clue. Yeah. I'm not the, not the expert, but this is what I would imagine is that that is the scale that they're talking about. But once you get on a granular portion of this as a settlement, it may, they have talked about using some new technology in their new engine of, of kind of um, uh, using AI to generate um, more things I would not be surprised if some planets have that kind of AI generation where it is like no man's sky. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you're going across, you know, these planets. I don't think that it's going to be the scale of like, you know, here's a whole galaxy and it, really there's only like 36 types of planets and they're, they're just going to be, you know, thrown out everywhere and you're going to like the, the level that's a sandbox. That's a sandbox game. And that's what it's designed to be right. as opposed to, well, that would be like, like going back to arena or something like Elder Scrolls yeah. one and or two, where basically the majority of the map was huge, but it was all very artificially generated. Mm -hmm. um, and so you could just kind of explore forever, but eventually it would just became like, well, okay, it's just another one of these randomly generated things um, rather than custom created content. Uh, but that very well could be a thing. Um, so, but I, I get where you're going with it. Like, I, I think we're just going to have to wait and see. I, I think you know. so. And I think that they are, they're thinking, I think they're thinking about mods and like, how do they, how do they make this game Skyrim? Like, how do they make yeah. it a game that's going to last for years and years and years? How is this going to be the space game? Because that's what they want. That's what they want Starfield to be is they want it to be the series. That's like, this is the space game. This is the original space game. Everyone does adaptations of star Wars and star Trek, but there's no true space game. And they want it to be this because elder Scrolls is that for, you know, fantasy games. Like it was the right. first, it was before dragon age. It was before like right. most of everything Deep lore was fantasy. They've got the, right. they've got that cornered. Right. Most everything else is D and D adaptations. And so they were like, okay, this is our own thing. This is our own, like same thing for fallout and post-apocalypse. Like that was the game. That was the thing that had the world and the setup. And there's been like dying light came out recently. That is mm -hmm. another one that's like that, but it followed is the core of the video game world for original settings. And I think that's what they want to do with Starfield. So I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they do some of that um, kind of generation and making things seem pretty big um, from that scale. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. Moving on. Let's talk about drugs. I want to talk about drugs. Uh, I want to talk about the city of neon here. I'm going to move, move our, our Starliner over to uh a little city. Um, so they serve, let's see, it's called the Xenofresh is uh -huh. the, uh, is the drug that they're serving out. Um, and neon is a pleasure city and the, the drug comes from fish with psychotropic properties. That's called Aurora. I want to, I want to call these skooma fish. Can I call these skooma fish? Skooma fish. Um, what? <laughs> so, so the city in the concept art looks like a, a mix between Camino, which is uh, from Star Wars, and the uh -huh. Gungan world, which is from Star Wars, <laughs> and an oil rig. <laughs> yes. Uh <-huh>. um, <laughs> it, it, it kind of looks like a combination of all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So my main question is, okay, first of all, this looks like a crazy place and I want to go in the game, mm -hmm. maybe in real life. Who knows? Um, what are space drugs? What would that even look like? What, what is the appeal of space drugs? Like what, 
fish with psychotropic properties like what are we what are, what are we talking about here yeah, what realm skuma, are we in skuma fish this is these are okay so this is the it, this is the starfield equivalent of the land of the khajiit and the uh, uh this one has some uh, skuma for you for coin like that, that's that's what this is like this this is like the story behind this is they set up you know these oil rigs and they were checking for the actual things they were looking for but they came across these fish and they realized oh these things give you a real good trip we could sell this stuff and so now they're drug dealers like i wonder what that first meal was like where they were like hey guys we got some fish um we're just gonna have like a nice like kind of like tilapia-esque meal with whatever we've got and then they and then they cook it up and then they're like they all sat down and ate it holy crap (laughs) that that night was a party yeah yeah Yeah. they were all like whoa (laughs) yeah (laughs) the room is growing yeah like yeah and then by the end of the night everybody was like naked and swimming in the ocean yeah something like that yes. um, um this is probably the location i'm most curious about uh from from the three and have the least information about yeah uh i i think this is going to be one of the places you go for like some of the weirdest and wackiest storylines but also some of the really dark stuff like gangs looking to get in on the drug trade um some of the uh, uh i guess the um the um police groups trying to like cut down on this stuff or the government's trying to like control things you know like there's going to be a mix of different stuff here but i have a feeling that we're going to get some humor and also some really dark stuff all happening around this but also a lot of lights casinos like that kind of stuff right i think I'm very curious, like what they're talking about a lot about the themes of of Starfield and what they are. When you go back and look at Fallout, you're thinking dark comedy with brutal survival. When you look at at Skyrim, you're thinking high fantasy, but it's also grounded um, Mm -hmm. in in kind of um, in the world itself. And both series have uh, both their dark sides and their humor. Like they have both. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I would say that the tone for both series tends to be uh, s- serious on the surface, but depending on the the quest lines that you get into, especially the side quests, they can vary and they yes. vary based on, you know, the characters you in- interact with. Um, so I think that we're going to get a lot of that in this, too, because um, in a series that's so broad with so many different storylines and so many different characters, it's like it's like living in a real life kind of situation. Like you're not everybody you run into in your real life is going to have only a certain range of personality. So some people you meet on the street are just serious and they're just straight laced and they're just going to do what they're going to do. But then you're going to meet the guy in the video I watched on Reddit the other day who was helping slow down the sub subway trains and then helping <laughs> speed them back up again, you know, like because that's just what the guy did while while hanging out in the subway, uh, you know, like that's what some wacky people do, you know, because who knows? Um so yeah i'm excited about this place i think this place is going to be cool i think it just it goes to show that we're getting a variety of different things when you look at all three of these and i think that's part of why they showed them off you know we're getting these like very serious looking places that have a lot to do with government and a lot uh, they're they're very high-minded 
Um, you get to places that look that maybe more full of adventure and, uh, you know, a look at some of the kind of monster alien kind of things they're going to run into. And then you got a place like this that looks like it's going to be full of all sorts of interesting side quests and maybe other stuff going on. So they're basically saying like, hey, guys, remember us? We're Bethesda. We do stuff like this. We've got a variety of stuff in here like you're used to us doing. There you go. It makes sense to me. I, I, I think they want to, you know, they they want to show off their goods and they don't want to yuck their yums, you know? They don't want to yuck their yums. That's how it goes. Uh, I think at this point, I'm going to take the star, the star liner and, uh, and drop everybody back off home uh, because I think home being the star home for all you shooting stars. <laughs> star, uh, back to our star home. Back to our star home. Um, and I, I think that I'm going to, give you over to uh tom here and he's gonna he's gonna take you on a, a few little secrets and mysteries yeah secrets well, and mysteries of tom <laughs> well now that we're back at our space base why don't we take a second to uh take a little break before we get to our mysteries we'll be right back <laughs> All right. That was a good little break. So uh, this is the middle of the show. This will be the part of the show in the future where we get to thank people like our patrons. If we start a Patreon or people who leave ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts or click the little rating button on Spotify because a lot of people listen on Spotify. That's a thing that, that you can do now. So uh, we don't have any new ratings or reviews because, again, this isn't a regular podcast yet. But if you'd like to help us out, and take the time to drop a five-star rating with some words. We'll read it out on a future episode of the show. So just a reminder to do that to help us get this show going because those ratings and reviews will be absolutely crucial to making sure that other people become aware of this because platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify use those in order to make sure that this gets recommended out there for other people to check out. So if you do listen on those platforms, we would absolutely love your help. So also, you know, if you have some friends who are going to be checking out Starfield in the future, word of mouth is absolutely the best way to get this out there. So we'd appreciate that as well. All right, let's move on with the rest of the show and talk about some secrets, some star secrets. All right, in our little uh, space base here, I have a, uh, I have a. That's what I love to call my call my house. <laughs> our space base. Go out and I'm like, hey girl, why don't you come back to my space base? Yeah, yeah. That's I mean that works every time. Every time. Every, every time, time I've like, tried. Wow, it. you must be a shooting star, and I'm like, you mm-hmm. bet, you bet, baby. It's a good thing we're both married because we don't have to rely yes. on these tactics. We don't have to rely on no, <laughs> no, no, if I have no concept of whatever the kids are doing, I am, I am out of the loop on that one. Nope. Uh, so, um, so <laughs> the community has been taking a look at what is called the Astro Map. And whoa, that hand motion for the Astro Map. If you're a listener, Tom just came in with some very serious hand motions. I made a rectangular shape using my hands. You did. You did. So, okay. So, the Astro Map, if you've noticed in a lot of the images they've put out, they've had um, what looks like a big blue field with a grid and a bunch of little dots on it. They've used this in the background of a lot of images. It also shows up in the trailer for 
the like the teaser trailer on the table with a bunch of the items. It's it's underneath that. It's behind the Starfield logo. And people have started noticing that this shows up everywhere. So they've started kind of comparing the dots and lining the dots up with other places where they've seen this map. It also um, sometimes has uh, these like squiggly lines that almost look like when you look at and Dave, you're you're a map guy. You know, when you look down at a map and maps are designed around um, topographical sections like so for example the heights of hills or mountains and you yeah. have like maps typically maps typically have um elevation markers mm-hmm. um if, if you're looking at a lot of older topographic maps they have little lines that generally they'll have like a little like 300 there um that'll tell you this 300 feet generally above sea level um so I, it's like concentric listen, circles we can talk, once we start talking about maps i can yeah. Go all day. Yeah. So like concentric circles that kind of go in and out from something, but they can also mm-hmm. be squiggly depending on like the shape of the hills or, or something like that. But typically right. the, the lines don't bisect each other. They just kind of go around each other as the hill gets larger or smaller right. as it gets closer to the peak. Right. Um, now, a lot of these maps, actually, if you take sections of the maps, you can line them up so that the dots match up so that you can find sections on some of the maps that aren't on other parts of the other map. So, for example, if you take the map that shows up on the table on the in the trailer and you try to connect it to the map that shows up behind the logo, in some of the other imagery, you find out that the bottom section on the logo lines up with the top section that shows up on the table, which means that the logo map shows a section of the map that doesn't show up in on the table, which means that we actually have a larger section of a much bigger piece of the map. So this and that they're part of the same map, that those dots actually show up on both. So what this means is that these are part of the same larger image, which is pretty cool. So this is making the community go, okay, like, is this actually an image of something in universe? Is this a star graph of some sort? Are are these dots stars or planets or moons? Are they explorable locations? Is this like looking down at, so for example, like the map of, um, you know, one of the fallout locations or Skyrim, and these are like dots that denote explorable locations on the map. And so that, you know, this raises a lot of questions. Yeah, it, it 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 seems like what they're trying to infer is that this could be the world map. That this is this mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the star field. This is the right. field of stars right. that right. we are officially going to. Right. And we don't have it all yet because the the map that shows up behind the logo is smaller in scale than the one that shows up on the table in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So there's some pieces in like the corners that are missing. But according to this, there are in what we have so far, 165 points of interest that all line up. If these are actual points of interest, stars or, or planets or whatever. Um, so how does this actually connect to the world maps from the other games? So if we take Skyrim, for, intre- for, for example, if these are actual locations that are explorable, Skyrim has 459 marked locations 
in the entire game and in its entirety um, with DLCs included. Fallout 4 has 325. Now, Fallout 4 came out after Skyrim, but it has fewer actual marked locations. Um, I couldn't find a total count for Fallout 76, but we do know that that map is actually four times the size of Fallout 4. So if you you could infer that it probably has around a thousand or more actual explorable locations on yeah, the map, probably a little less, just because there's a lot there's a lot of gray area so that people can put camps. Right, uh, right. So even if you just doubled it, let's say we just yeah, doubled the number yeah. three hundred and twenty five, mm-hmm. and we're just we're just generous. That's yeah. six hundred and fifty locations mm-hmm. in Fallout seventy six. So at one hundred and sixty five explorable locations. That seems kind of small, but like you were discussing before, if a city is on a planet and these are all planets, then each planet may have multiple explorable locations on it. Then if these are all planets with multiple explorable locations, then each one of these would have multiple explorers. So if, if each one of these had five to ten explorable locations on it, that could be gigantic because this isn't even the entire explorable map yeah this is this is this is interesting because i mean you could you could have a city like we were talking about or you could have like a space station and be like okay here's like four different rooms and this is just like we're collecting gas right on this this space station and and it's just like a really small operation but it's a place on a map right or this is this is a planet with lots of places you can go or this is a a meteor and it's just like a mining station on on a meteor or or whatever right like these could all be explorable locations now on top of that Mm -hmm. remember that space is three-dimensional so this is only one direction looking at things in space so like can you turn this and see from a different angle does that open up other locations like who knows uh, and again this isn't the full picture because this shows that like there's corners to this that yeah. aren't shown plus are these the actual boundaries of the full map i think they have i think they have to find a way to visualize it that's going to make sense um y- you find that in oblivion and and skyrim like these how they make maps but they're in a different plane um Mm -hmm. here where there is naturally you know an x y and a z axis so i kind of i kind of get what you're saying like this seems like a little a like slice of the a slice of of star life you know what i mean (laughs) slice of star life (laughs) yeah yeah so it's interesting. I, I don't know the full ramifications of this, but the fact that they've kind of hidden this in the content that they've already put out and it coincides across the different pieces of content means that either this was a bigger picture of a thing that they're just using as a design piece because it's just convenient or it means it's an actual thing from the game. And it's just going to show up later and we're going to be like, oh, my gosh, these are actual locations. And now we get to go visit them. So it's either one or the other. My question, a question I have for you and and thinking about this map and obviously like these, like, I think I can infer that these are planets. These are like this is a map of space of Mm -hmm. some sort. Mm -hmm. So obviously there's going to be exploration between planets here. And there is a grid. There's a grid. So that helps. Yeah. Yeah. there's going to be exploration. How, how do you think space exploration is going to look? 
in my mind, there's kind of two models. There's the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic model where you have a ship, you can walk around your ship, but you have a galaxy map and you select what planet you want to go to and the spaceship automatically flies you there. Mm-hmm. And then there's there's more open models where it's like I am actually physically flying the spaceship and I can do dogfights and I can do yeah, manual flight. Um, yeah, right. ma- That's been a flight. big debate on a lot of forums online that I've been mm-hmm. reading. Um, I think... I don't think it's going to be as manual flight as we might think it is. I think the space station, I think your, your spaceship is going to be more like building your base in fallout four and you're just going to choose places to go and you're just going to go there. Um, I don't think it's going to have as much of a manual flight thing. Mm. Um, because I think that would detract from the main gameplay loop of the game, which is actually getting out of the ship and doing stuff. Yeah. I, th- I think th- when I think about it in this light, I think more along the lines of um, Eve online or rebel galaxy outlaw where your ship, you can control, but when you want to travel to a place, you're not flying there manually. You're activating some sort of like warp speed yeah. and you select like you get a bearing on where you want to go and you, you know, you click it in the hyperdrive and then it takes off. Right. Because um, I, I just have I haven't seen a game before and this may be the game where it happens where it makes those in between sections interesting. Right. And if you watch in a lot of media um star trek star wars uh our main i'm gonna be i'm gonna be talking about star <laughs> trek and star wars to the end of time on this podcast Phobabet. Phobabet, um your character development happens in between those places um that's where yeah yeah in, in star wars when you're flying on the millennium falcon which they always do you, you're right. having these moments of like luke skywalker is going to train with the droid and han solo and princess leia are going to act like they're going to kiss but they don't like right. you, you have these kind of character moments um much like how settlements act in fallout 4 so i think you're on to something there where it, it, functionally it will be a settlement but i'm curious they have to have some level of control over that because that's the whole point of Skyrim and Fallout is that you have a precedence over what happens. Like I think, you I think there may be moments where you get waylaid during your travel and maybe somebody boards your ship or right. pirates show up and you have to fight them off. Um, right. I don't think that that's a foregone conclusion, but I think that for the most part, you kind of just choose a place and the ship kind of starts traveling there. Um, rather than you're you're like you know holding forward on your controller or hitting the the W key right. and just going like through space, like, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah, and it's, that's a good point of of maybe there it's 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 like fast travel. Maybe mm-hmm. some locations like that you know like that are charted, um, you fast travel yeah. to because you know the things. But if there's like oh I know in the solar system there's like a meteor that has a a a big bug on it that we need to go smash like yeah. yeah that's a great in fact todd if you could take that idea and just like side quest that just like a real like uh-huh. you can make it repeatable squashing bugs here's, you know? the, here's the other thing i bet your main craft is is not manually pilot pilotable i bet it's a you get in it you choose a destination it takes off and you travel and maybe mm-hmm. there's events that occur between when you leave and when you get there but 
when you get to a place, you may have pilotable craft that are like, you know, your horse in Skyrim. Yeah. That you yeah. like that come like kind of like a smaller or a bike. because because the crafts are big. And this is this is something I wasn't going to bring up in this episode. But uh, somebody else on Reddit actually did a uh, they, like a per pixel calculation based on the imagery that we've seen of the the main craft uh, to determine that, like, the actual height of the ship is something like 48 feet tall or something like that. Like this, mm. it's a big thing. Like this isn't something you're going to be flying around in, you know, Achilla city or something like right. this is the kind of thing it's going to land in its landing zone. And then you're going to get out and maybe what comes out of the, the little, you know, bay that opens up is a personal little hovercraft or something that you can ride around in to get around faster. But yeah. that's it. And that thing might be pilotable, but I'm trying to think of games that have done that. And the best one I can come up with is um, the uh, Jedi fallen order. You have a you have a ship in that game, mm-hmm. and you have a galaxy map that you go to and and look at all the different planets, and then it does an animation where you you are in the ship and able to walk around, but the right. pilot um, takes off from the planet, and you can see the animation outside of your window, and he goes in the atmosphere, goes in space, goes to hyperspace, and then hyperspace is out like you t- you tell him when you want to hyperspace out, and he's like, all right, cool, and yeah. he does that, and it does the landing animation, right. And yeah, that's when I, you're talking to your, your other people on your ship. And that's yeah. when you're doing your other stuff. You're upgrading your lightsaber. Yeah, absolutely. Now that, now that they see, this is great. This is when two minds combine. Like now that we're talking, <laughs> now that we're talking about this, that makes a whole lot of sense to me. I've convinced myself because of that, that that's how it's going to be. And I think that's very interesting. It makes, it makes more sense. I think, I think that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't mean that other things can't happen while you're traveling from one place to another especially as you're going from, you know, safer places in space to more dangerous places in space, you know, maybe something happens and then there's some sort of mini game where you get on the guns and you have to fight off the pirates or, you know, like that seems more fun to me than the idea of like this turning into a space sim where I have to fly a ship around. Like that's not a RPG anymore. Now I'm, now I'm playing elite dangerous. Like, right. Yeah. That's not why I play a Bethesda game. Um, so I don't know. That's that's my my thought on it. But anyway, so that's the star map. Um, we also have one more one more find that the community has done. So remember, remember in the trailer when we were going over in very minute detail, all the little things that we found in the trailer, the stuff on the wall, the pictures, the stuff on the table. Somebody who has you remember your 4K TV when you were zooming in on everything? Yeah, or I was stopping yeah. the trailer and I got up real close to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I think somebody out there has an 8K TV because they just got way too much money because Whoa. they zoomed in. There's an item <laughs> on the table at the very, very far back corner of the table. These little green bars. They're like little green bars with like rounded ends with like a little circle cut out in them. And if yeah. you zoom in real, real, real close... On the top lip of that in the green is written currency. And I think that these are the uh, currency chips. These huh. are the galactic currency chips, which have been discovered. They're sitting on the table. So it makes sense that like whoever is in this trailers has some currency chips and that maybe these are what are used for galactic currency that, you know, you, when you, when you say when you're fighting off space pirates and you shoot somebody, 
somebody, this is what they drop for you to pick up in order to take their money. Because otherwise, in an RPG, how do you get their space bucks if they're not physical, if you can't pick them up? Yeah, and that goes back to our and that goes back to our money situation mm-hmm. as well. Like, is there is is like you know nowadays um, you know one of the things I love about credit cards right now is this tap to pay situation. I, I love that. <laughs> right. I love that stuff. That stuff is great because I feel like I am I am like some sort of like future man when uh-huh. I pull out my credit card and just like I don't swipe it, I don't insert the chip, I just tap it. You just tap and it, it's like, and it just reads it. Great to go. Right. Um, but is is this something like that kind of tech? Is it just like a little bar with like a chip in it that keeps all of your credits like digitally processed on a chip and when you when you take somebody on and you shoot them or like they drop one of these bars and you can pick up their currency chip or if if like you and i make a deal and i'm like all right you know it's it's a hundred it's a hundred currency or whatever the standard money unit is hundred bucks for right. you know like hey i owe you a hundred bucks for that that job you did and i go all right here you go and i pull out my currency chip and i push the hundred you know i'm like boop 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 hundred and then yeah. i tap my chip to yours and then boop it digitally sends you a hundred bucks from my chip to your chip i, w- I would like to, to coin instead of tapping the chips together i would like for our chips to kiss Okay. You know, I, I would like I would like for that. They they yeah. they have a marriage and a divorce very quickly. Yeah, we kiss our <laughs> chips and then we we kiss the chips, uh-huh. and then the transaction is done. I think you're onto something there. Um, I like when I think about like what they want Starfield to be, and they want it to be the most modern interpretation that like they want that they want this sci-fi universe to be right in hundred years or ha- however long they're thinking like yeah. they want it to be the year not like blade runner where they're like welcome to the crazy year of 2020 yeah, it only yeah. rains and animals don't exist anymore yeah and we all hook our brains into these machines and we get all of our drugs that way nobody um, has a mother yeah that's not really a thing but i just wanted a, to say it i make animatronic robots that work on space barges like that's i have not, a dildo on my head i'm dildo man um i'm that's sure that guy's not, somewhere in that world i i you know i wouldn't be surprised that sounds like something ulcer carbon would do mm-hmm. um yeah i i think that they're trying to they're trying to hit this close you know they're trying to say okay what does it look like now like what is the freshest take on sci-fi i think they're trying to get those really fresh vibes you know in this yeah. universe they're trying well, to get in there with this fresh vibes. this the, these chips though they're not like credit cards you know like i mean this is my insurance card but like they're not mm-hmm. skinny like a credit card they're fat i mean fat like i don't know the thickness of a how thick is this uh I don't know, four quarters stacked together. Like a USB drive. Like, like a USB kinda, drive. Right. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. kind of fat. And hey, I, I wonder if that maybe like people have a bunch of plugs and you go and plug your little USB drive into them when you want to pay. I mean, that well, might be. We can't see the other side of the chip. That's the other thing here for anybody listening. We can see one end, which is kind of rounded with a hole in it. Yeah. The other side we can't see. So maybe there's like a digital slot on that side that you can actually plug it into things. Um, we don't know. So maybe, maybe so, 
Maybe, maybe I, so. I'm very, I'm very curious. This is, you know, today we've talked a lot and have, have kind of roundabout talked about exploration and currency within the game. Um, I think both of those concepts are really interesting of how they're going to evolve that and how they're going to fit into the universe. Yeah. So we got some little hints here and I would love to hear your, your thoughts, listeners, explorers. So come join us on the robots radio discord. There is a channel called get this the Starfield Lorecast channel on the Discord. Whoa. Imagine that. It's not called our space. What did I call it? Space place. Space place. Space. Starbase. Star Starbase. Space base. Starbase. Space base. I call it space base. Um, uh, but anyway, come come join us and, and let us know your thoughts on some of these things. Tell us how off base we are or if you think we're actually pretty close. Um, Dave, you got anything cool going on that you want to yeah. share with people? Yeah. For years, I didn't have anything cool going on. For years. Hang out with you. For years, <laughs> I didn't do anything cool. But finally, after 20 years, here I am doing something cool. Um, I am doing a uh, tabletop role-playing game podcast. We are playing Fallout, the official role-playing game. It just came out this past year um it's an interesting system if you've listened to you know some like critical role or if you've listened to adventure zone or anything like that dimension 20 um it's not dungeons and dragons it's its own system uh, made by modifius and we are playing uh, a crew of wastelanders in an original fallout setting so it's actually taking place in new orleans uh i've just we're about four episodes in. Uh, we have our first vault dweller in the group that just came out today. Um, uh, spoiler alert, a Brotherhood of Steel member accidentally bites his hand thinking that he was a snack. Um, I really <laughs> love torturing people. Um, oh, that's man. that's one of my favorite things to do. Um, it's kind of a play on all the stuff that you wish you, you could do uh, in Fallout. Um, like a vault dweller that's absolutely insane. That's a player character. There's a car. Um, we've, you know, we've only seen old cars and games, but this one is like a, a very old, like model T car uh, that doesn't go very fast hmm. because, you know, if, if I actually gave them a car, they're all nuclear, it would be a mess because they just blow themselves up. That's true. But that um, new episodes of that are out every Friday. It's called rad rolls, uh, Fallout tabletop role playing. It's on all podcast services. So you can go there and uh, check it out. And uh, if, if you like it, give me a little review. Give me be like a five star, you know, and while you're there, do for, do one for star Ford low And while you're there, do <laughs> one for all the other podcasts you listen to that are also fantastic. Do them all. Do them all. <laughs> Giving you homework. Rad rolls. Rad rolls. Do your homework. Go look it up. Do some homework. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you can you can find uh, all the shows that I do over at robotsradio.net. All the different lore casts: Fallout, Elder Scrolls, Mass Effect, Cyberpunk, The Witcher, and um, all man. There's all sorts of fun stuff there's, going on. There's all sorts of fun stuff you do, man. Look at you. All sorts of fun things. I might even start another show. You never I know. Our, I just hope our chips will kiss one day. That's oh, all I hope for. I, I can't wait. <laughs> just, just on the edge of my seat. Just waiting for it. Um, but thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back sometime in the next few weeks with some more stuff when we got some more stuff to talk about. And, uh, man, can't wait. Man, June is coming soon. It's already February. I I make a point to, to say the R, the first R in Feb February. 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 Um, I make a point to I, do it. I think I think that's admirable. Um, I don't <laughs> think that is impish, but I'm also excited <laughs> for June. I don't think that's impish. Um, Dude, I'm also this game is going to be this game is going to be insane. 
This is gonna be one of those games that you lose like the next decade in, and then you come out and you're like, "What year is it?" It's gonna be one of those gaming experiences where everybody's playing at the same time, and you talk to people, and they're all having a different experience, which oh I think is, is like the best gaming. Like, yeah, they're gonna era. be like, "Did you find the planet where this thing happened?" You're gonna be like, "What? That's a thing?" And they're gonna be like, "Yes." yes. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. But anyway, thank you for being here, everybody. We will see you next time. And until then, stay safe in the galaxy because you never know when you find a skooma fish and you cook it if you're going to take off all your clothes and end up naked in the ocean. We'll see you next time. Kiss your chips, hug your babies. Bye, everybody. Listening to the podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this show. Did you know that parodies are copyright protected? Tell a friend and review on iTunes or other services. Dave and Tom, excited for Starfield. Let's all speculate and wear no shoes. Why aren't we wearing any shoes? Because shoes rhymes with iTunes, and that's the best I could think of. 